Today's episode of Beyond the Rut is sponsored by Capshow, which is the ultimate AI content marketer for entrepreneurs who podcast, vlog, or live stream like yours truly. Stay tuned throughout this episode to discover more ways you can use Capshow for your content. For now, let's get straight into the episode. Welcome to episode 69 of Beyond the Rut, the weekly podcast about inspiring you to make your own path and live the life you've always dreamed of, Beyond the Rut. It's the new year, and we want lots of growth for your life. And one of the best ways to get that growth is through reading. In this episode, Brandon and I are going to share with you the titles that we read, truly read this year that stood out to us, and a little bit about about why those titles stood out to us. I'm also going to talk with you about speed reading, why it's effective, why it works, how it works. And we're going to talk about some of the trending themes that stood out from our reading and our reading process. What do we do once we've read a book? Do we just chuck it and get another title or do we take some time to reflect? That kind of thing. And we're also going to talk about our reading goals for 2017. So check out this episode and here we go. Brandon, how's it going? I'm exhausted. Spent pretty much most of the week in New York at the Trump Tower. I don't know what cabinet post I want yet, but if he doesn't offer me a good one, I'm just I'm going to say no. I'm out. I, I, if I remember correctly, though, I mean, you got your answer. It was the security guard saying, "Get the hell out of here!" <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Quit coming here, acting like you have a meeting. <laughs> I, I'm the secretary of something. No, sir, you're not. You're just a vagrant at this point. Get best, out. Best thousand dollars we ever spent. <laughs> exactly. Oh, oh, all right. Well, we're coming to the end of the year 2016. Uh, what was it you wanted to bring up for this episode and talk with our audience about? Well, I think the the cool thing about podcasting in general is the wealth of knowledge that you can gain from people with, and their experiences and their stories and all of that. But and as great as that is, and I listen to them all the time, is you really have to read. You know, we were talking uh, this morning about, you know, to be a leader, you have to be a reader. You, yeah, that was one of our first episodes that we yeah, put out. You just can't go through life and not read and and learn. You have to be a learner, whether you're the, you know, the the male guy that just started at a company or that you're the CEO. If you're not reading, and and honestly, if the people around you are not reading, that's a good indication to you that you can eventually move up in this company because they're not working as hard as you are. If your boss is a reader, then you need to read twice as much as they do. You know, you need to be on the same plane. And one of the things I always tell people is, if your boss is a reader, go ask them what they're reading. Oh, yeah. Get those recommendations from them because then you're going to be on the same page and you're going to be able to say, oh, you read that book by John Maxwell. What did you think about this one point? And you're going to have those kind of conversations the rest of your coworkers oh, yeah. aren't going to have. I'm always nosy when I'm in my boss's uh, work area. She doesn't have an office. She has a work area. But I'll always <laughs> look at her bookshelf to see what's on it. And what I've learned is as I read some of those titles, and not just her, anybody I go visit, I've got a coworker. She has some really cool books on her shelf. And what I've learned is as I read those books, I start to understand some of the phrases they use. They, they start right. to use that. And 
And that's really important because then whenever they're making a point and, and, and talking to the whole staff, yeah. this is the direction we're going and here's why, you will understand the concept of yeah, what exactly. they're trying to the do. The whole context around it. Right. So the why is understood better when you've read the same thing they've read. And sometimes a great leader will make a pronouncement, a vision, or you know something that the staff's just like, that makes no sense. Well, great leadership requires you to take risk. And if you don't know the context of what they're saying, mm-hmm. you're not going to be able to be behind it you're not going to understand what they're trying to do and understanding where your leader is getting their information helps you understand where you need to go what role you play in that what was a book that stood out to you this year that you read i think it's funny because i I read a a few books this year i really focused on and this is going to sound a little self-serving but i really focused on bible study because i'm working on a book i want to release in at least a year probably about a year and a half from now Uh, i'm going through each book and putting together a commentary but uh, the book that i read this year that really stood out to me is called the three signs of a miserable job (laughs) it's it's funny because it's kind of a parable on uh on work and you know finding the best way to live your life not just staying in a job because you're there and the funny thing about this and i know some people that i used to work with listen to this podcast and i love you guys to death i really really do this is not why i left but it (laughs) it it was a a little bit of a precursor to my thinking in the sense and they gave us all this book which was funny they they handed the irony irony and and it, it it's by a guy named, uh, and I'll mispronounce it, but his first name's Patrick, uh, Le- Leone or Leasoni. I'm not positive how you pronounce that, but it's the three signs of a miserable job. And he basically just talks about, uh, it's a, a parable, but it's, it's about satisfaction in what you're doing, mm-hmm. doing something that matters. And when I read this book, I just thought, this is completely true. I agree with everything in the book, but I don't do it. <laughs> and it, it's time for me to do that. And so that was that was when I really got serious about I need to start doing something with my day yeah. that means something to me, that doesn't just make me a good living, but actually means something to me. If you have people that you work for that are that are great and they want to exceed expectations and, and do great things, that's a little easier to work at. But if you're in a position now where your leaders or your, maybe your just direct manager is just a stonewall, he doesn't want progress, he doesn't want anything to change, he certainly doesn't want you to uh, excel above him, he wants everybody to just kind of status quo type stuff, Yeah. then that's where you've got to look at books to teach you what you can do to get around him, over him, you know, across, whatever it takes to get past that because they're present in every organization. You know, if you've got an organization with more than three people on it, one of them's probably one of those that doesn't like progress. So you've got to learn and reading is the absolute best way to do that. And I know you talk a lot about audible. Uh, you read, uh, you read books, but then you also listen to a lot yes. of books and that's a great way to I, do it too. I picked up that tip from an episode of Jeff Goins, uh, the portfolio portfolio life. And he did an episode uh, earlier this year about, how to listen to it was I forget the number of books it was an insane number like how to read a hundred books in a year or right, how to read that. a book a day it, it was something like that I'm like how do you read a book a day I mean I'm still trying to work up to one book every two weeks and that right. because in 2015 I only read 13 books and my goal was to read like 24 like two a month kind of thing and so I listened to the episode and I realized most of what he consumes is a book 
is really an Audible book. Uh, right. So he, he's got an Audible account, and he buys books off of there, and he listens to it at double speed or even – I don't know how he can do it at triple because that's right. insanely chipmunk fast. <laughs> Two sounds funny at first, but then your mind picks up. Right. So when they say you can consume this book in nine hours, you can actually take it in and understand it in four and a half if you just right. take it up to double speed. And you listen to podcasts that way. Absolutely. So I've been doing that. I listen to maybe – Six books so far uh, in just the past couple of months uh, through Audible. So I finally like broke down and got that. But I also brought in a new practice. Uh, well, it's an old practice. I, I, t- I learned how to speed read when I was in sixth grade. And because when I learned how to read in sixth grade, so that's <laughs> there we go. We got something in cool. common, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, an uncle of mine had a, a video based uh, course at home, and I, I was sick one week and I just watched it and I practiced it off and on, but a practice I just started the past couple of months is sort of, I call it speed reading Sundays. And I just sit down for a, for a couple of hours and I speed read as much as I can for those two hours. And I, and I take notes and, mm-hmm. and I, I saw that I got through an entire book in, in about, well, almost a whole book in two hours. And I was like, let me kick it up a notch. Let me do a third hour. Nobody's home. I'm just going to read another hour. Now, how does that work? How does the, um, if, you, if you can sum it up in a couple of sentences, right, I know you read a whole course, so. um, we're taught to read out loud and our eyes, our visual channel actually works faster in our brain than our audio channel does. So you can consume information much faster through the visual senses than the audio senses. And then there's this weird clash that when we read, we're using visual input, but we're translating with audible audio, um, the audio center of our mind. You just train yourself not to use the audio center. Just look at the words. Trust that your mind can process those words visually. And, and I use my hand and I just look at the words. And I, I go pretty quickly over it, mm-hmm. and I just focus on the words that are right above, but I'm not trying to say them out loud in my head. I'm just looking at them. Right. And then after a few moments, I'm reading a, a page in 30 seconds and, cool. and remembering it, and it, it just blows my mind. So uh, I did that in front of my family, and Jacob wanted to see a demo. And I, I said, all right, I'm going to read. I, I fast forward a few pages, and I sped read it, and I handed him the book, and I said, all right, this page was about this, this, and this. And he read the whole page. He goes, no way. That is so cool. I'm <laughs> like, it, it works. So I've been doing that lately. Cool. And, and so this year I've read uh, so far 38 books. We have three weeks left in the year. I am four books away from hitting my goal of 42 books in 2016. That's awesome. And then I'm going to kick it up to 52 books next year. Uh, anyway, all that, like you, you were talking about reading one book that really impacted you. One thing I've noticed is in reading 38 books this year, I've picked up a trend in all these different books. So by reading so much, there was like an underlying like root message, like a theme. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, Theme. I took drama. (laughs) Got to write a theme. She's going to love it. Uh, Anyway, um, Christmas story. Yeah. That was a Christmas story reference. Yeah. Bad one. Bad one. Uh, (laughs) I know Craig Rochelle uh, at life church. He reads the first line of every paragraph. Oh yeah. That's how he reads a book. And uh, I started doing that, and and it's really helpful whenever it's a thick book you really want to get through because you Uh need to digest the information. The cool thing about what he does is he reads the first line of every paragraph, but he goes back and reads the rest of the paragraph if he wants to, if it didn't give him enough information, which is a great way to blow through a book. Yeah, I've done that a couple of times this year. I didn't count them unless I actually went back and read the whole thing. 
uh, but anyway, I've done that for a couple of projects for work where I had to like evaluate two different books for a project. And yeah, it, it, it's amazing. People are like, how did you get through two books to make an analysis? I'm like, oh, there's a little trick I learned from my friend Brandon who learned it from his <laughs> friend Craig. <laughs> and I do yeah. the air quotes and everything. Like, how do you know, know. Craig Rochelle? Like, we really don't. We just hang out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm uh, pretty much responsible for all of his success. <laughs> but, you know. So, Craig, if you want to be on the yeah. show, I know you got your own podcast. We'll come on it. You come on ours. We're all good. Yeah, we're responsible for all none of his success. Yeah, all none of it. I mean, <laughs> if, if, if there's a hundred things he's proud of. We're number one oh one if he ever gets to us. Oh man. So what, what's the favorite or uh, best book you read this oh, year? Oh man. Um if I had to pick one from this year, that'd be a hard thing because I you know, I blew through thirty eight books so far. I bet um, it's Doctor Seuss. It's uh Doctor Seuss, come on, Doctor No, I didn't count that one. Uh I would have to actually say Slipstream Time Hacking by Benjamin P. Hardy. Ah, and, and, yeah. And not just saying that because he was on our show, but I mean I read that in preparation for him to be on our show because I didn't want to be like this guy like hey Ben I read all your work and be a total lie so <laughs> it was a great story about a dog on a trip uh, he's like no? no that wasn't me so I, I loved it because the the theme there is that whatever we want to accomplish we can still accomplish it but we could also fast forward our attempts to get there mm-hmm. and it's helped me understand the millennial generation big time you know the thing that pisses off Gen X and baby boomers about millennials is in in part this idea around slipstreaming their life steps like okay most people get here in 10 years but here are the key components that got them there why don't i just go ahead and get all those experiences in two to five years or two right. to three years and they go do it and then they they're cutting the line in a sense and that's what pisses everybody off like oh you gotta put your time in and it's like yeah no they they gamified life and right. they figured it out and, and so you know, other than life experiences with their family, like you don't shortcut those. But if you're talking career, if you're talking knowledge, you can totally shortcut all that stuff and just hit the key milestones that you know give you the most points in the game, in a sense. Right. Another book I read uh, this year, and I actually read it for the second time, was uh, "Delivering Happiness" by okay. the CEO of Zappos, Tony Shea. Oh wow! Awesome, awesome book. This book is. To me, Zappos is one of the best companies in the world because he instilled this culture that they get thousands and thousands of resumes every day, people wanting to work there. The problem is nobody ever leaves the place because it's such a great place to work. But one tidbit that I got from it that I just absolutely love is he will pay new employees $2,000 to quit. Really? Yeah. He will go into the training about two weeks in and offer them $2,000 to just quit because his theory is if you're willing to take $2,000 and get out, then he doesn't want you in the company long-term anyway. Yeah, because you're going to quit for the next paid raise that comes right. along from and somebody so else. So the investment he's making in you is going to be way more than $2,000 keeping you on for three months, six months, two years mm-hmm. if you're going to leave anyway. So he would rather cut his losses and get rid of you and get somebody who ultimately really wants to stay. Yeah. And yeah. this book is a great read. It's a really interesting book. Another book that I read that I really enjoyed was John Maxwell's Five Levels of Leadership. Mm. This one is one of those that I not only sped read the uh, the actual book, but then I did on Audible, too. Because I just wanted to soak it in as much as possible, yeah. and and you know w- most of us have all heard of John Maxwell, and you know he's he's written a million books and all of this. But the thing to me that sets this book apart is it tells you where you are. 
it doesn't tell you where you should go necessarily as much as it tells you where you are. Yeah. So you know how to go to the next level. And, and you know, the five levels go through permission and or position, permission, production, people, and pinnacle. And not knowing where you are, maybe you're in a permission uh, leadership position and you want to go pinnacle. Not knowing where you are will prevent you from getting there because you don't know the other levels. Mm-hmm. Because in order to get to the top level, you have to be all of those. Yeah. You can't just say, well, I, you know, I used to be a permission leader, but I'm not that anymore. Because just like what you said, there, everyone's different. So I have to be a permission leader to certain people and a pinnacle leader to others. And and in order to do that, I need to know what kind of leader I am so yeah. I know what kind of leader to be. Stay with us. We'll be right back. And now let's talk about how you can use CapShow to repurpose and market your content. If you have a business like me, you can upload your cornerstone long-form content, like podcast episodes or YouTube videos, into CapShow, and it will create all your content marketing assets for you. And here's the coolest part. CapShow is more than just a robotic AI tool. It's a powerful blend of artificial and human intelligence designed by marketers to help you organically reach more of the right people on more platforms. Go to beyondtherut.com slash CapShow, that's C-A-P-S-H-O, and start your 14-day trial and see for yourself. Now, back to the show. And the state of your relationship with that employee, too. I just read right. that in Leadership 101, also by John C. Maxwell. Absolutely. I'm, I'm convinced that if you're falling behind on your reading goals, like say you got 42 goal or books you want to read in a year and you're only at 20, John C. Maxwell, very good, quick reads, good points. Absolutely. And I, I mean, I just read four of his books in one week. <laughs> yeah. And that's what I love about Maxwell. Um, any tips on like, what do you do? Like when you read a book, like how do you process it, apply it? Like, do you have a process you go through or, or not really just read it and go to the next one? I I have to read it and highlight, you know, I, I love audible. I love my Kindle and I love that you can highlight in Kindle, but honestly getting the real paper uh, book and highlighting it and marking it up is to me the most efficient process because I like to go back and look at notes. And, and what I like to do is do like a one or two page summary of that book. It, it takes longer. It's a more tedious process. I get that. But I, I found early on I would highlight books and make notes and then never go back and look at the highlights or the notes. Yeah. And somebody would say, hey, can I have that book? Uh, to read it and I always feel bad because it's like well it's got a lot of my highlights in it and then and I I met a guy once he's like great then you've already done the summary for me I'll just read the highlights I'm like why am I not summarizing that for myself yeah so for a lot of books I'll go back and do that the great thing about Kindle when you highlight you can go back and copy paste it into a Word document yes and um, it's all noted so if my English teacher is listening it's all noted copyrighted so you you know don't make it your own but uh, you've got all of those notes in one place where you can summarize a, a couple of hundred pages of a book. Another book that I read, you know, it's similar to uh, the five love languages, not at all, but it was written by General Stan- Stanley McChrystal. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's called Team of Teams, and it's new rules of engagement for a complex world. And it talks about how to work in teams. The problem was I, I read it and then I didn't really come back and summarize a lot of the notes. So I lost a lot of that information. So I had to go back and read it again and and go through some of those highlights. That's how I like to do it because yeah. doing that 
it commits it to memory. That and talking about it with somebody else, going through that book with somebody else is, is always really helpful. You know, book club or maybe just a friend, get a copy for a friend and say, hey, will you read this book with me? Mm-hmm. And then let's talk about it. You know, not every week or anything like that, but maybe a couple of times we just hook up and talk about what, what you found, what I found. Yeah, I've read two books because of that Bible and Bacon group. Right. Thursday morning one that you always flake on. Exactly. <laughs> I'm pretty consistently flaking on that. Hey, extra bacon for me when you don't go. So, hey, there you hey. go. Um, yeah, I'm similar. I, I got to highlight when I read because uh, I'm a kinesthetic learner primarily. And there is value in doing a summary at the end because it, that's how you help make sense of the material you just took in. So, yeah, similar for me. I just, you know, I've been adding some other techniques like speed reading, using Audible to get those books in. Mm-hmm. But I, I do love to highlight, and I, I like to take notes somewhere, either in a journal where I handwrite maybe a chart and mind map all the concepts right. so I have it, or I go into Evernote and I type in a summary, or I pull over my, my Kindle notes, which is a bit more tedious and in speed's kind of a thing for me. And I don't do yeah. it for every single book, but the ones that really stood out, I'll, I'll do that. And the rest, I just kind of keep the notes in Kindle for another time the great thing about kindle and a mac is the copy paste uh, process is really quick and easy yeah so it it, it's pretty quick to just blow through a book get all of your highlights and then uh, delete all the other stuff that you didn't really need Mm -hmm. that makes it really nice and then you know and honestly i use google drive to save a lot of that stuff in folders so you know you've got the free google drive kindle's free you know all you're really paying for is the book and yeah. then you've got all of those notes in your google drive or evernote and then you can tag it or you can just search for keywords so if i'm going into a situation where i need to speak on a certain topic or or just help somebody with a certain topic i can uh, do a search and find it fairly quickly yeah you know i'd, I'd being a pastor every once in a while I'll get a text hey do you have some word for this situation that maybe i could help somebody with and and being able to search that quickly is is real beneficial because maybe they're walking into a hospital room or a family or whatever the situation is and they need that or they're working walking into a job interview i just had a friend uh, he's trying to get into graduate school and to give him a little bit of encouragement send him a couple of notes you know and just some things that to remember in his field and and to be able to contribute to somebody else to me is is really showing honor to the original author because you took his concepts or her concepts and used them in a real world situation yeah. so somebody benefited from them to you know when we built our house and I, I i've got a home office one of the things i've always wanted in my life was a bookshelf uh, to put a bunch of books on because i always thought that looked cool on movies and tv but i realized Keeping all of those books just to myself didn't really benefit anybody. Mm-hmm. So now about every year, every year and a half, I'll, I'll box them all up and take them to either the library. They have a, a kids uh, or kids. It's a, it's a library book drive that I think it benefits either Driscoll or somebody, Ronald McDonald House or somebody. <laughs> Somebody benefits from it. I don't like half price books because I paid a thousand dollars for books and they give you twenty dollars. You know, yeah. I'm not knocking them. I'm, I, I know they do great work too, but. I wanted to put them back into circulation because I want other people to benefit from them too. Yeah. So the weird thing though is if it's a free book, people don't always find value in it. Right. Whereas if you pay some money for it, there's some tangible type of thing. Uh, what are some uh, genres that you tend to stick to when it when it's 
books that you read? I know you like biographies for one, so I'll take that one off the table. You like biographies. I'm a big biographer. What, what are some other books that you love to Genres. Genres. A genre. Just to get a French word I, into I the episode. I don't speak French normally on the podcast, but I don't speak French any other time. Categories. <laughs> what kind of categories do you yeah. read? I, I really enjoy, you know, like you said, uh, biographies for the simple reason of your learning from other people's experiences. But I would say that the next category or genre that I would fall into would be business books, not necessarily because I want to learn how to run a business, but as much as business books, much like this podcast and a lot of other podcasts we listen to, it teaches you what somebody did wrong. You're still learning from their experience. You know, I borrowed whatever thousands of dollars and started this company and this is what I thought was true and this is true now or, you know, I hired a staff of 100. I really needed only 50 of them and and I made these mistakes. Business books to me really give you insight into somebody else's life. Yeah. You know, and the mistakes and the the successes they had that you can copy pretty easily. So business books in a way are kind of an extended genre of biography. Right. Yeah. Now that's just specifically in the niche of... Oh, that's two French words in one episode. I don't know, man. <laughs> We're going international. Lur. And that's really what, you know, John Maxwell's books are all about. Yeah. Is is they're they're really just biblical principles that he's applying to business yeah. and, and everyday specifically. life. Right. Leadership specifically. Yeah. Exactly. You know, if you spend any amount of time watching the news or reading headlines, you'll learn something called clickbait, which is we want you to, to, to read this and click on the story. But what actually ends up happening is we just take the headline and, and run with it. Did you know that, you know, Hitler used to wear red lipstick? Well, no, that was just a headline to get you to read that story, but you didn't even read it. Now you're stating it as fact. Yes, yeah, just and from if the you'd headline read the itself. story, you would have found out he actually didn't do that. It yes. was they were trying to accomplish something else. That's what's important about reading and getting information. You want all the information. If you're making decisions quickly without all the information, you're making mistakes. Yeah. And that's ultimately, that's what leadership's all about. Are you making the right decision with as much information as you can get? And, you know, we talk about presidents and politics and all that kind of stuff. Honestly, they have to make the best decision they can with the most information they have. And be willing to be wrong, but if we're making decisions just to be quick, we're making the wrong decisions. Yeah, you know, slow down, take the time to make the right decision, and you know there is no better product in the world other than reading to get all that information as fast as you can. Great. Now, what kind of reading goals do you have going into twenty seventeen? I've decided next year I'm going to pay somebody to just read to me all the time. I'm not going to read a book. I'm not going to hold a book. I'm just <laughs> I'm going to adopt the King George used to have somebody just read books to him. He that had is a huge crazy. library. And he's a really great guy from what I know about him. So this him. why you had a crown you know. made for yourself? Exactly. Okay, got it. I'm, okay. Wearing, I'm wearing it now on the podcast from now on. <laughs> and that's why Scepter was on your Christmas list. Now, there you go. <laughs> I, I've got I, a crown and Scepter now. I have a Read goal. A you know, I, I do a lot of podcasts, too. So listening to podcasts on one and a half speed or two speed is a quick way to gain a lot of knowledge, yeah. too. So it doesn't have to necessarily be books. But my goals for next year are I'm I'm – going through now i'm a pastor too so my goal next year is to go through i'm about um through about 20 books of the bible now but 15 to 20 i can't remember the exact count now that i've uh summarized and put into commentary kind of form i want to get about 
somewhere in the 45 range, uh, maybe 40 range. Some of the longer books I've not done yet, like mm-hmm. Genesis and stuff. So uh, my hope is to finish about 20 more of those and uh, then in 2018 be able to put a book together to put out a Bible commentary that's that's simple. Yeah. And, and I don't want, I'm not in any way trying to make the Bible simple or anything like that. <laughs> I, w- I want to be the reason you go to the main course and you dig more into it. Yeah. Uh, and maybe study it together as a group or as a family or something like that. So that's my goal for next year is to, to build more on the foundation to start a book okay. uh, in 2018. So you're going to hone in more on biblical books and. Right. Okay. Neat. Uh, mine is just simply taking my goal of 42 books and up in it. Because now I can realistically do about fifty-two a week. I just got to maintain fifty-two that's, a week. I mean, fifty-two I in mean, a you year. You heard it here. Yeah, no, 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 no. I'm not there yet. No, no. I'm, Jerry I'm, will be in a cave somewhere reading books, just with twenty-four hours a day, plugged on into his brain directly, like at ten speed, Matrix style. <laughs> I know kung fu. <laughs> I'm reading a book an hour. Uh, no, seriously. Uh, to, to correct myself, um, I'm glad you pointed that out. So 52 <laughs> books in one year. So I can uh, easily pull year. that off now. Yeah. And and the way to go about it, uh, I'm going to use Audible because you know I have my 30-minute commute each way. And I'm going to use uh, the Speed Read Sundays Cool. and just take advantage of that. And also, uh, once a month now, I'm going to be flying up to the system office. I'm taking, I've got some new responsibilities that will take me to the headquarters building. There you go. So there's a, an hour-and-a-half flight. Once a month, each way. So three hours of flight to time. Dallas. To Dallas. Why is it so slow? Are you stopping uh, somewhere? Well, sometimes an hour. It depends if you know the pilot's speeding or it's not. Probably like forty-five minutes. Oh, well, sometimes if they're really speeding. <laughs> yeah. Get on a real plane. So there we go. Um, Who do you fly with? American Airlines. So if they wanted to sponsor us, we could we could talk yeah, about them every yeah. way. Yeah, that'd be cool. I'll, I'll mention it at the gate. You'll beat that out. <laughs> if you like what you heard in this episode of Beyond the Rut check out the show notes at beyondtherut.com slash 069 and there you can find the links to the books we talked about. You can also subscribe to our show on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, and just about any other app. Share us with a friend or a family member. That's the greatest way you can support our show right now. And if you want to share your Beyond the Rut story with us, email us at info at beyondtherut.com or call in at 361 596 3788. The biggest thing we want to do is challenge you to move your life beyond the rut. Take care and we'll catch you on the next episode. You know, the best thing I love about Cap Show is that they have one of the best communities ever. As a Cap Showian myself, I always get invited to masterminds with industry leaders to get the insights and marketing strategies that take my business to the next level. Plus, they love surprising and delighting us. Go to beyondtherut.com slash Cap Show, that's C-A-P-S-H-O, and start your 14-day free trial with the Cap Show team today and join me inside that community.